We are here for another edition of The War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, Mr. Newspaper Man, as my next guest likes to refer to me as. And my next guest is one I have wanted on the show for a while. She's finally here. So excited. Please welcome Jane Posh, the Parsons Vikings boys and girls tennis head coach. Best coach in the building, and no coach at Parsons High School is going to object to that. They will all applaud her along the way. Jane, how are we doing today? I'm doing really good. You've got lots of nice uh, compliments there, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Parsons Tennis has been consistently the most successful program at Parsons High School that I've covered since I've been here. It's always fun uh, to watch your tennis seasons, and you have a pretty good boys team going right now. So let's just jump right in and talk about this boys team you have. Uh, the, the lineup is not solidified in stone. You basically have your top six set, though. So let's just kind of you know go around the horn a little bit. We got to start with the freshman Wyatt Schultz. He's your number one singles player. So for for a Parsons team that in a little bit you're going to find out why I feel like this is one of the deep. This is probably the deepest team you've had since I got here in 2014. Uh, this is uh, this is a team that has the potential to do some big things this year. You have a freshman playing at that top spot. Tell me about Wyatt Schultz. You know, Wyatt coming in as a freshman, he played his first tournament, win, went over to Independence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's nervous. And he's, you know, you can tell when he's playing and he's not moving very well and he's not hitting the ball very well. But he gets to his third match where he's playing Independence as Kyle Groff. And that's, that's the match that we came to play because that's going to give you an idea of how well he's going to do throughout the year. And he goes to, uh, stays even with him every game and then goes down to a tiebreaker. He ends up losing in the tiebreaker, but it was like 7-5. Yeah. So he kind of sets the tone for our whole team. He has made our team better because at the pace that he hits, and everybody wants to match that, and everybody's starting to match it. It's just, it's made us a better team. And just to give listeners some context, Kel Groff at Independence, he was a state champion two years ago in singles, Correct. and he was the state runner-up last year. And... To open the year, day one of Kel Groff's senior year, he gets pushed to the limit by a freshman. Gotta wonder how we're, we're, they're, they're going to see each other again, most likely at least twice. Uh, they're going to see, they'll most likely see each other at league, uh, at the SDK League Championships. They'll most likely see each other at the regional championships. Both of those are at Independence this year. So, at least, so for Groff's perspective, he gets to try and defend his home court again. Independence has come to two of your Parsons tournaments, but Kale didn't come. Oh, I was, I was, eight. I had, so on Friday when you hosted that tournament with, uh, with Fort Scott, uh, Independence and, uh, oh, I'm sorry, was it Fort Scott was yeah, there? Yeah, Fort Scott, Independence and Coffeeville. Coffeeville. Yeah. And Pittsburgh didn't come. That's right. When you guys hosted that tournament, I texted you the night before, is Kale coming? Because uh, I had to go to I had to go to Altamont to watch Lebec County baseball and softball play. In addition to covering your tournament, so I was going to split my time. Had Kale come, I wasn't going to Altamont. <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to go to Altamont and miss that match. Um, or I would have gone to Altamont first and then come to the tennis tournament. Uh, why moving down to number two singles? Uh, you've had a couple people in that spot. It looks like Tanner Nolting uh, is going to be uh, the guy that you trust there. Uh, you know, I've, I have a personal connection to Tanner. His, his dad is my boss. Shout out Ray Dolting. He is, he's the best boss I will ever have. And I, I promise that. And I've had Bruce Weber and Frank Martin as my bosses. Uh, and they were all tremendous people. Ray over, over a decade now has given me a lot of freedom. 
Uh, I've learned a lot under him, and I've seen Tanner over the years. I remember one time uh, Ray and I went to the same wedding. We were invited to the same wedding. It was, uh, and he brought his family, and Tanner, who was like 12 at the time, him and I sat there and talked Fortnite for a half hour <laughs> while I was drinking a Bud Light. So uh, Tanner Nolting, uh, you know, he's a, he's a sophomore, correct? Yeah, Tanner was our number one singles player last year. Yeah. And give him a lot of credit because, you know, Wyatt came in and beat him in the challenge matches, and he's having to play number two. But Tanner went to state last year. Tanner qualified to go to state. We have really high expectations. And I tell everyone we don't have a number two singles players. We have two number one singles players Mm -hmm. because Tanner's that type of a player. And he's, you know, as a freshman, he got to go to state. He's He's had experience. And we're looking for a lot of good things for him at the end of the season. One question I wanted to ask you kind of about Tanner is, you know, with him with him slotted into that number two singles bracket most of your tournaments, uh, there's he's not going to be seeing – most of the time, 80 to 90% of his competition is not going to be state-level competition. Well, we've changed, we've changed some yeah. of the tournaments that we're going to because of this, mm-hmm. because we are deep. And we've got to make some more changes for next year because we want our uh, we want our whole team to play good competition on every time that we turn. Yeah. So and half of the events that he's played this year is going to be at number one, and we've made sure that we're going to events where the where it's bracketed rather mm-hmm. than divided up into one and twos. Gotcha. So and to trying to make him feel comfortable that he's getting good competition, mm-hmm. we want to get more competition for next year. As our team gets older, because as you know, we're we're young. Mm-hmm. We've got four sophomores that are starting. You know, we had we had freshmen that started last year. Yeah. So we're gonna have a you know we've got a, a ton of experience at a You're young age. You're an experienced team that's still young. Exactly. Uh, and you know the thing about your twos getting competition too is just the fact that, and this is not an insult to the SEK league. It's true in probably every league across the state, just because it's not like you know as much as tennis is a revered sport. It's not the most played sport by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you know, you're just not, if you're in number twos, you're not, you're just, you're, you might, especially with a team like yours, Tanner and your two doubles probably get better competition in practice most days than, than they'll see. We have very, we have very competitive practices. Those, those are fun. If you're competitive in practice, that is the sign of a true, uh, good teams have competitive practices. That's part, that's an ingredient, in my opinion. Uh, moving on to your one doubles, uh, Connor Barkus and Davis West, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Connor um, and Connor and Davis played together last year. They they were one match away from meddling at state last year. Um, you know they're gelling so much better this year. Um, we've still got some things to work on to make sure that we're going to be in a better position this year when we get to state, and we're mm-hmm. going to be doing a. So a little bit, a uh, little bit different uh, practices this next coming week. Trying to get ready for SEK and getting ready for regionals. Again, two solid athletes there. Connor Barkus saw varsity time on the basketball floor this year. Uh, Davis West, if I'm wrong, just just yell at me about it. But he was a, he was a, he played soccer, I believe, in the fall. No, nah, he didn't. He didn't play soccer. His two brothers did. That's right. Yeah, and see, too many Wests, too many Wheats, <laughs> too many. <laughs> there's too many, too many Barkuses. There's too many of them out there. But uh, you know, we hope we hope that they're there the second day, Saturday, getting a medal. Yes. Unfortunately, he would miss graduation if that happens. But he's already decided that you know it's more important for him to to get that state medal. Good for him. 
Good for him. That's a tough decision, too. That, that is. That's a tough, tough position decision. for his parents to be in. Yes, it is. With three kids graduating. His parents, uh, and he and Davis, too, just played his, uh, his his final home regular season match. He had his quote-unquote senior day for you on Friday. Um, and and they did fairly well too. They went two and one. Yeah, we went two and one. It, it was we had a disappointing loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went back and forth with one of Independence's uh, solid doubles team, but you know we have plenty of chances. It doesn't hurt us in the seating because mm-hmm. Independence's ones are going to get seated one. Independence's twos are going to get seated two. We're going to be seated three. So essentially, the two or three spot it really doesn't matter. Same bracket. Basically. So we're going to play them again, and we're going to play them again when we go to regionals. So yep. you know that loss is just going to pump us up. For mm-hmm. us to, uh, you know, get revenge and play him the next time. Absolutely. And then your two doubles. And this is where I, I talked with Rob. Rob Barkus was my guest uh, last week on the show. And we talked about how deep your team was. Uh, Mason Morris and Davion Holman, again, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Mason yeah. Uh, Mason medaled at state last year. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a state medalist in two, <laughs> <At> two doubles. <laughs> in two doubles. That is just crazy depth. Tell me about them and... You know, similar to Tanner, how you get them primed for the postseason, given the fact that, again, half their, I mean, they're, you've got a state medalist on there who is, you know, he, he's going to have to prime Davion and he's going to have to, they're going to have to get primed for a postseason run pretty quick. Yeah, Davion just missed going to state in singles last year because mm-hmm. he was playing singles because they weren't playing together. They were, but I changed them because I put, uh, Marcello in with him because it just looked like a better combination at the end of the year and obviously it was since they went on and and meddled and now Davion's been working as hard as anybody that I've seen to be able to be in this position after he didn't get to go to state last year so you know our goal this year is to take all six guys to state plus we have two more um you know we've got a solid JV team we've got a JV team that can compete compete with a lot of varsity teams and you're, you know, you got Cole Kennett, who's 13 and 0. He hadn't even lost a match this year. Wow. He's played some varsity tournaments. All of our JV kids get to play varsity tournaments, and everybody on the team has a winning record. That's and you and I were talking at your at, at, at that Friday tournament here at Forest Park. But uh, to me, that is another ingredient of what makes a successful team is you have got to have somebody gunning for your spot. You can be the best coach in the world. You could be the worst coach in the world. You could do. You could try anything and everything to coach up kids. If they know that they're still going to be there no matter what they do, how they behave, how they perform, what their work ethic is, because nobody's there to take their spot, doesn't matter. That, that, I mean, that is so true because you don't just relax and play your position. Yeah. You know, I've seen so many kids come into the high school essentially like in uh, – 20 years ago when you watched basketball and you would see a freshman come in and play on the varsity team and I won't say names of anybody but you know they kind of sat back and said I'm a varsity player but then they didn't get better yeah and and this makes you have to get better mm-hmm. and I mean there's Parker Ray sitting back there too there's yeah. Joe Cervantes sitting back there so we have plenty of kids Joe played varsity last year he was he, he, Joe he was, played a little bit of varsity last yeah. year yeah and and you know Parker improved so much but Parker has grown up and, uh, you know, got six inches taller, which has, you know, helped his game out immensely. Plus, he's worked really hard in the offseason to get better. So, you know, we do have kids down there that are pushing mm-hmm. our kids up there at the top. It's, you know, it's always tough decisions trying to decide who's going to play in all, in, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the season. You kind of have to look at your who who people beat and who people lost to to make those decisions. Yeah. Uh, 
we're going to go to a quick break here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. More of Jane Posh uh, when we come back. If you'll stick around uh, uh, on KOKC Radio, Jane Posh, the Parsons Vikings uh, boys and girls tennis head coach here on the War Room on KOKC. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Jane Posh here, the Parsons Vikings tennis coach on the boys and girls side. It is the boys tennis season right now. We talked about what your team is looking like uh, this spring. Before we kind of veer off, I do want to circle back to them. I'm just kind of curious. We look at how you guys performed in I, you know, that first tournament in Independence to start the year is such a benchmark. Wyatt losing in a tiebreaker to the state runner-up in Kale Groff. Uh, you guys tie for first with Independence. There's thoughts. There's got to be thoughts in the back of everybody's head with your program that you guys could win a league title this year against a very good independence team. Might win a re- could compete for a regional title this year against a very good independence team. Wyatt could make a run at a state title. Surely you were thinking he can get to the top four against a ver- against some very loaded competition. Uh, it, it, you know, it's going to be you guys in independence vying for a jostling for a lot of positioning down this stretch, how do you feel like now that the season has evolved a little bit, we're en- we're nearing that postseason here in a couple weeks, how you guys are looking uh, really since that first day and what you see yourselves capable of uh, doing in the playoffs? You know, I, I've just seen Wyatt improve so much over the course of the season. And, you know, we've kind of had a history of, you know, we might lose to people early in the season, but at the end of the season, we're going to be playing well. And... You know, I'm not going to be surprised if we are going to be fighting Independence, who was last year's state um, tennis champions in 4A. So they were the they were the team state champions. They last were the year. team team state champions last year. So we're we're sitting in a good position. You know, we have a we have a uh, you know a lot of things have to fall together for us to win SEK or to win regionals. Everything would have to go perfect. Um, you know, our number twos would uh, number two doubles team would be a key. Tanner would be a key. Um, talking to the Chanu coach, I was telling him that, you know, Wyatt would probably have to win for us to uh, win SEK or to win regional. He goes, Coach, you're so deep, you can go two and three in both positions and still have a chance to win SEK. And, and that's what I'm wondering, too, is our, is your de- how much does your depth play on versus getting some top one, fi- literally first place finishes? Yeah, depth depth is huge. And, you know, two and three can, can get us there, too. But, I mean, we a lot of things would have to go our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wanted, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, is, uh, you know, you, you took over in parts for Parsons tennis as the coach in the early two thousands. Uh, you've won a girls team state title. Uh, Chris Schultz, Wyatt's dad won an individual title. You have multiple individual state titles on both sides uh, of the boys and girls. Uh, but for two years when I was here, uh, 20, 2020 and 2021, uh, you you weren't the coach. You, you stepped aside. Uh, you served as the assistant. Um, it was essentially just some bookkeeping issues and all that, uh, but related to uh, the pandemic and everything. A lot of uncertainty with that, uh, with all the moves going on across the country, every facet of life. But the guy who took over as quote-unquote head coach was Tyler Beermore. I, I say, I think Parsons Tennis has... Like I said at the top of the show, Parsons Tennis has consistently been the most successful program, boys and girls, in the building for a generation. I think Tyler Beermore is a lot of is owed a lot of credit for keeping that ship steady. And I'm curious kind of what your 
thoughts are on that. Again, you served as the assistant. You were right there with him. But I'm curious what you felt like his impact was as he served as head coach, in, kind of in, a, on the, in the interim, during an, an era of instability in the world. You know, Tyler stepped right in and took over as head coach, which which was a huge, huge relief off of my back because I ha- I knew Tyler when he was the sixth and seventh grader because he started out taking tennis at that age and decided tennis was going to be for him. And then he came up and played for me in high school. He medaled at state tennis in doubles. Um, he relates really well to the kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, was, it was hard to see him go, you know, because he had coached with me for years and then... He, he took over for me when I wasn't coaching. You know, I didn't really at the time have intentions of of staying with tennis, mm. but then it's really hard to leave at the same <laughs> time, especially when you see this group of young men that come up that are so good and this group of young ladies that are so good. It is it is just so hard as any coach. You know, you have mm-hmm. to just find the, the right time. Well, what is the right time? Yeah. And... I remember when I interviewed Tyler about taking over, I asked him a question. I'll tell you the question that I stumped him on. because I'm going to ask you the same question. I, I want to know kind of what the answer is in your perspective. Uh, you know, your accolades can pile up. You have league titles, regional titles, state titles, individual and team, both sides, boys and girls. We can count up your, we can count up the, we can count up the on paper accolades all day. What I feel like makes you such a uniquely talented coach and what, and what I, what I try to, what I've spent a decade trying to really figure out is, you can take a young kid off the street who has never played the sport, never stepped foot on the court, and by the time league rolls around, they're comp, they're winning varsity matches at the league tournament. Maybe are they, are they finishing seventh or eighth? Probably, maybe, but they are varsity tennis players by the end of the year. And and that's such a mountain to climb in such a short period of time. And I asked Tyler, I said, you know, it's one thing to nurse the nurse, a cupboard that is fully, fully stocked. How do you do, how do you replicate what Jane did with that? And he was like, I've thought about that a lot. I really don't have a good answer for it. How do you do it? How, how, what is kind of the method to get those kids cold off the street competent varsity players in just the seat over the course of one season i'm not sure how to answer that other than (laughs) we have a lot of winning tradition and we have high expectations and the kids know we have high expectations and they know we win Mm -hmm. so they're willing and that's i think that's the key is they're willing to work hard enough to get to be good yeah and they're willing to put the time in in the off season they're willing to come in in the summer and work with us in the summer and uh They'll do what, you know, they'll do what we're asking them to be good because they know we're good and they know that. And, you know, if you feel like if you feel like you can win, you can win. Yeah. And that's probably it's easy to create expectations of expecting to win when proof's right there. Yeah. You you just have to look at it. It's just like raising your own kids. You know, you have high expectations on what they're going to do and what they're going to achieve and where they're Mm going to be and that they're going to go to college and that they're going to be have good jobs and be successful you have the same high expectations for your for your tennis players yeah. that they that they're going to succeed and be successful uh want I want to hit on on the girls side a little bit uh refresh my memory as to uh how you guys did this past year I know Sydney Shibe if I'm not mistaken was your one singles player uh uh you've got uh you've got some you've got some talent on there uh, you've always had talent on the girls' side. Uh, it's always been fun to watch. Uh, you know, you guys, 
it, it's no secret at this point. You guys on Independence are on the boys and the girls are the top two teams in the league in any given year, basically. Uh, every I think Chanute snuck into the conversation for a couple years here, um, not too long ago. But uh, over over you 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 stretch you stretch anything beyond a year or two, and it's you two. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about kind of the state of the program on the girls side well we we have sydney coming back sydney's mm-hmm. going to be a senior we have manet ryan coming back both of them qualified in singles yes and then we have uh brooklyn berger coming back and then our doubles team that qualified for state that was one went went away from qualifying for getting a medal mm-hmm. uh they were seniors and that was Jaden and cameron yep. and uh super proud of them i mean they decided they were volleyball players and then they decided they wanted to be tennis players and they came in the summer and boom they got good i mean they were willing to come every day and come to practices in the you know in that hot summer that we had and and slowly they got good and became a good doubles team Mm -hmm. so uh you know that's going to be tough to replace that duo Mm -hmm. but uh you wonder what kind of confidence sydney chibi is going to have i remember it wasn't what was it her freshman year she didn't even make it to state on a year that she should have made it. Like she was seated what second in the region or something like second or third in the region and didn't even get the get to she, state. She got beat by a, a really good uh, girl from Chanute. Yeah, which we knew it was going to be a tough battle because it was a tough battle when she played her the first time. But you know she pulled yeah. it out the first time. She lost lost yeah. it the second time. That was a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. But you but know now she's a girl that. But it gave her did. gave her the ability to want to go work hard to mm-hmm. to get it for the next year. And now she's also a girl that's been to state in basketball, and obviously sure. I'm sure that lifted the confidence of a lot of women. Uh, you know, were the, the girl, and maybe that's a question I can ask you is just kind of your observations on the fact that it certainly seems like girls' athletics are starting to trend back up at Parsons after. It, it, it was three, two, three years ago. I'm talking to Rob Barkus on the show, and I'm saying, outside of tennis, there's not a good girls team in the building. You had a basketball team that went winless. You had a volleyball team that only won one match. You had a softball team that went winless. You had a girls track team that didn't really do much of anything. And you know it, it, that seems unfair, but to me, I saw that as a you know a, a, a condemnation of how the community had you know, treated girls athletics for, for ten years. It's starting to trend back upwards. We saw the volleyball team host a sub-state tournament, which meant that they finished in the top four during the regular season on this side of the state. You know, shout out to Brooke Hopper and what was her final year of coaching volleyball. Uh, you have and that group and I Hemmen was great for that team and I Hemmen great for basketball as well. Sydney Shibe really her co-star there. They go to state in basketball. You guys had a very solid tennis season. Softball is looking better. I'm a huge Shelby Liska fan. I actually, th- I, you know, Shelby. She is going to have to slam her head against the brick wall for years to get that program fixed. But she, but she's doing it and just waiting for the wall to crack. It will eventually. That is kind of the approach she has taken, and we're seeing some of the fruits of that pay off. How has that impacted not just your program, but what's your kind of perspective on uh, the upward trajectory of girls' athletics at Parsons right um, now? It's exciting to see things turn around. I mean, I really enjoyed watching the basketball season. Um, you know, keeping an eye on Sydney and you know what your play, <laughs> what your players are doing. And uh, I played basketball in college and over at Pitt State, so you know I'm whatever sport that I'm coaching, whatever I'm doing, that's like my favorite sport. Yeah. You know, I didn't really see much of volleyball because that conflicts with our tennis season. But mm-hmm. you know, shout out to Brooke for having a great season, and and you know we kind of have to compete with them for athletes, and sometimes that's sometimes that's pretty tough. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially in a fort. Parsons is kind of at the level, uh, at the population level, where if you have two sports of the same gender going at the same year, you're competing for athletes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it is certainly, I think, a uh, it's healthy for the school to see. Uh, you know, most of the pro there's n- out, outside of softball, and we touched on that. So, uh, you know, softball has its own, it there's they're still on an upward trajectory, they're just in a different place right now. But most programs are in a fairly healthy place at Parsons right now, and that's I, it's good to see. It's got that's got to be a healthy atmosphere. It is. I'm, I'm excited for, for girls' athletics at the high school. I'm curious, you know, we got about a minute left. I'm curious, you know, I asked you about you know, kind of your expectations, but I'll ask you personally. With the postseason approaching, I, I'm just curious. Do, do you sleep less? Do you sleep more? Are you more or less nervous? I mean, is it, you know, are you more or less confident? How do you, you know, with how does the weight of the expectations, knowing the talent that you have, just affect you personally as this time of year approaches? You know, there's there's not nerves right now, but when it comes to going over to Independence and playing those regional matches and making sure we get all six of those guys to state, then after that, it's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. And then you get to state tennis, and you've got to get through those first couple of matches to make sure your kids medal. Mm-hmm. And when those kids get to that medal round and medal, then maybe you can relax a little bit. Again, it's <laughs> icing on the cake again. <laughs> and, then, and then the summer comes around, and it's time to get back to work. Time to start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that icing lasts, what, like, maybe like a week or something like that? <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then it's wash our hands and go to work again. Jane, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a fun one. I, you know, like I said, I am excited for, I've been excited all year for this tennis season. Uh, I know Tyler Beermore, I know he, he made a tough, but probably good decision for him. He, he took a better job up near the Kansas City area. Uh, he is doing what's right for him. But, you know, Tyler Beermore, I've seen him at a couple tournaments already this year. He, he's having trouble staying away because he knows the type of season that you guys might have. And just so our listeners are clear, Jane may agree or disagree with me. I'm sure she, be- I'm sure you believe it to a degree. Maybe not this year, but I don't think this year's off the table. There's a, there is a true belief in the building at Parsons that with this group over the next, either this year, next year, or the year after, a team state title is in the cards. That is kind. That's got to be on the plate. That's certainly our goal, Sean. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been talking all year. We, we, our goal this year. Share SEK, win SEK, share SEK or win regionals and get in the top five at state. Yeah. And if we, and that's been our goal. That's been our goal for all of our guys all year. Of course, my goal for us over the next three years, of course, is to win state. And yeah. we, you know, we have the kids that can do that as long as we stay, uh, stay motivated and stay working and, uh, keep getting better and how special of an opportunity that is in front of them It'd be I hard mean, to miss out on something like that it is and i i we, uh, league at hope i hope one of those years you uh, you get to host some of the league and regionals that would be cool to see some oh we would yeah, it's, yeah. it's just the way the calendar fell mm-hmm. i mean i would expect next year we'll probably i think it's our turn to have sek next year and then we'll probably get asked to have regionals. Gotcha. It's it's a little difficult to do both of them back to back. But anytime we can have something at our place, we want it at our place. We, uh, as I tell uh, Rob Barkus, you know, if they ask us, just say yes because I'll take care of it for us. Good. I'll do whatever you need. And, and my message to the community, and not just the Parsons community, but anybody out there, the Independence community, the 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 you know the whole SEK community, come out and watch the tennis. We got some. There's the SEK league. 
sometimes gets a bad rap. I mean, for not being as deep as it could be in this area, it might be the best league in tennis in 4A, considering Parsons and Indy are both in it. I mean, come watch some good tennis. It is going to be... Parsons give us three more tennis courts. We could have a state tournament here. That would be that would be exciting. That'll do it for the War Room on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Thank you so much to Jane Posh for coming on to the War Room. You're welcome back anytime. And if you... If you win, if you win a state title or, or a league or regional, I'm, I'm dragging you right back in here. So, so have your phone on and ready. But uh, okay, Sean, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, thank you so much for everybody. Everybody, stay safe and God bless.